passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I've got the looks that drives a cool while I've got the mood that oh. move You hear that I song and you know that the fuck boy is in the studio. Sexy boy! It's Clem, Clem and Kush. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Because Kush is back, bitches. And he's a fuckboy. When, uh, by the way, uh, hi, welcome. Seth is already trying to fuck you find people over. Whoa. Today. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting ready to uh, do this podcast. And we just had a little little meeting, a little staff meeting, which I, did you, do you like the way I conduct our staff meetings? Do you, th- do you think I do okay? Yeah, short and sweet. Yeah, okay. And, and so you think I do okay there, right? 
am I am I a good am I a good am I a good manager of people or am I like in my lack of micromanaging and letting people just do their thing and, until you fuck up and I don't have to get involved? Is that does that work for you? Uh, no, I hate micromanaging, but I don't feel like you micromanage me. I don't feel like you micromanage. No, I, no, I said my lack of micromanaging. Oh yeah, no. like, I don't micromanage at all. No, I don't. I don't think you do, which is great. You just had a me- meeting. It was brief. We don't have to do any Zoom meetings. We don't have a mass text. We don't have a Slack that we have to get on with a bunch of annoying text all day. Like everybody no. knows. Everybody knows what their job is. They just come in here and they do it, and you know that's that. And right. you, you communicate what needs to be done, and the team here. It's great. They get it done. And I and I, I, I think you were probably happy with how I opened it up. I'm like, Seth's here to stay. He's a fuck boy, but he's but he's here to stay. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of cool on me right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think people are I, I think don't know. well well, I think Lummy's good as fuck with you. I think uh I think Rhett is good as fuck with you. I think my first of all, I think you know what? I think that you think Macho Man may not like you, and I, I think you're reading Macho Man wrong. Because Macho Man is probably the nicest, kindest person I've ever worked with. He is so cool and so easy to get along with, but he's but he's really shy, very shy. Is he? Yes. You can't be shy when you have when you're that jacked. Why? Well, that's why he's jacked because he's shy. That's why he's bringing more conversation to the table. I know, but like you know, he might get picked on as a shy guy, but now, but just somebody sees him is like that guy's fucking jacked. I ain't gonna mess with them. He's just a shy guy. Shy guy. He's a sexy boy. <laughs> you're just you're just envious of 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 Mach because he really could. This could be his song, Sexy Boy. Yeah, I mean, there's no because doubt about it. Because he's a good-looking dude. Like, he's a good—I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd switch bodies with him in a fucking minute. Sure, I mean, great physique. There's absolutely nothing— I'd be killing it. If I killed it, if I killed it as a fat ass, weighing 400 pounds, having to have a girl wipe my ass, can you imagine how I would have killed it if I looked like fucking Macho Man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just life would have been a different trajectory for you. Probably. Probably wouldn't even let Hug Hogan fuck my wife back then. Oh, oh goodness gracious. Jesus. You know, Spongeo. So you're, I just, I know you're still a little hesitant about Anna, and Anna's good with you. No, I'm not. She I, has no <laughs> other options. Either she accepts you because you're back, Jack. And you know what? Listen, there's no, listen, I, I probably am guilty as a manager for one thing. I don't play favorites, but I know what I like. And when I like somebody and I like the dynamic that they have with me on the show, I... I don't want to say, you know, like curtail to whatever they need, but I, I, I think people, I think I just let it be known that I like this guy. I like the way he, he, he is on the air, and I, I don't think that I play favorites, but I let it be known that I like you, and I let the audience know that I like you too. Oh, okay. Well, I feel okay. Yeah, I feel like I, I, yes, let the audience know. Tell them. Yeah, no, but like I'm, I'm like just our interactions. I think people can tell that you and I have a certain type of, like a certain amount of point counterpoint, smartass, cynical, and not not everybody can dance with me the way you do. You you dance well with me. Well, I thank you. I'm you know here's the thing that I know is going to be hard for a lot of people to admit or understand, but... That you're not going to flake out. I well, think people are flipped to fuck out that Seth Kushner might make it this time. They're, well, they're, I tell you what, the people that are waiting for me to leave are uh, are going to be waiting a while, and I look forward to conversing with those people every single day while I'm still here. 
why you're still here. What do you mean? No, I'm gonna. I'm not going anywhere. So while I'm here, I'll be talking to them every single day about how do they you think-, think you'll make it a year. Like how far? Can, yeah. How long did you make it the first time? Like uh, 13 months. Oh, over a year? Yeah. For real? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So do you think you can make it like, because I plan on doing radio from this studio for another 10 years. Okay. For another 10 years. And then what happens? Um, I might um, scale back to like- What is this, the Howard Stern bullshit? Yeah. I really am thinking about doing that and letting you guys do the show when I'm not here. Okay. I'm fine with you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rather than to run replays, actually have you guys, hey, you know, it's uh, it's Monday. Bubba's not in on Mondays and Fridays. He's only here Tuesdays, Thursdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So it's me, uh, you know, Kush, uh, Anna, Lummy, Hardtail, whoever the fuck. I mean, it's, oh, shit. I mean, we'll, we might have a complete turnover by then. Yeah, I don't know? think that's going to work, Bubba. You 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 would listen to that and go, I got to get I gotta get to the studio immediately. I got to play the best of me. Yeah, this is just absolutely bull. Yeah, I got to start working every single day of the week. I <laughs> See, so I really don't have an exit plan. You know? Well, like, I really don't. Fu- like, what, how would How would you map out? If you were me, how would you potentially map out my, you know, like my graceful exit? Because now you do know that I have a more extensive library than anybody that you've ever worked for, probably. I own all my content dating back to 1992. Yes. yes. So I own all that. I'm aware. Oh, so, I, so I have a, and I have a distribution method, you know, obviously Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, all, we're, 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 we have accounts on all of those, some of which are quite, quite impressive. And then we now have the Bubba Army HQ, which has, you know, like if you wanted to hear the morning show from Cox in 2010, July 10th, you could go to Bubba Army HQ if you're a subscriber and get almost any show that I've ever done. So I keep building that content. That content's going to continue to swell. All the one-off shows, like even this podcast, will is available on Bubba Army HQ. So you know we're continuing. I I I almost think that in ten years I can cruise control it because I've built so much content infrastructure. I don't know. I think that you're going to need to be on the air to constantly bleed the people dry to keep us going. I just don't think you're going to ever be able to take <laughs> off from that. Able, you're not going to just, just live on a straight non-bleed. you got to bleed. I mean, come on. What am I going to do? Cut them. What are, you can hear me. What, Bubba? What am I? Come on, Cash Cat, PayPal, eh, eh, you know, whatever. Send me a little uh, Venmo on the backside here. Uh, you know, just Zell me. I mean, what am I going to say? Nobody does it like you. No, I know, but like you can ask. Well, uh, see, at that point, I'd get rid of all of you. And I just put it on cruise control, and I have just one person that worked here that ran it all. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. Like, you know, macho man, I have to fire all you guys. But I, I think I'm ten years away from that. I think I'm ten. I think I got. I think I got ten good live years left in me. I just think, you know, Bubba, I'm a horrible person to ask about this because I'm just a day-to-day kind of person. You are. You know, when I drained my 401k over the last couple of years, I just said, fuck the future, man. I'm about right now. And, you know, that's kind of where I am. I mean, I I, have, I was like that, but I've got a, I got a, I've gotten a little bit on the better side of that. No, I mean, and that's that's the great place to be. For me right now, thinking about the – there's so much that's going on that I'm dealing with right now presently. I can't even think about the future. I would love to, but I'm just not at that point in my life. You are at the point of life where you're thinking about your future, which you should. It's very smart. I just think you're going to just have to keep going with the way things are going, and hopefully you have exploded on different platforms, and the money is just flowing in a lot more than it is now. 
Yeah, I think all of my digital world will continue to grow, and that's, you know, built in like almost, you know, you can almost predict. I can almost predict what YouTube's going to do every month just because it's, you know, I can almost predict what 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 my rumble number is going to be. I can almost predict just based on views and, you know, and, 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 and things like that. So, you know, as that world grows, maybe and I don't, and I don't have, you know, a huge payroll full of people, I, just my digital world and my digital content and Bubba army HQ, I could do pretty well. Oh, maybe I'm going to do that sooner than later. Well, I mean, that's why I'm here. I yeah. you know, I want to run the digital department. You're in charge of podcasting. Well, I mean, that's digital. I know. That's what I'm saying. Get me over on the rest of the shit. Well, I don't know that you can... You're, you're not a you're not a YouTuber. What the fuck? You're not a YouTuber. Oh, boy. Well, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong, bitch. Bubba. <clears throat> what? I was the social media manager next door. Yeah, and well, how well did that work out? It worked out until I fucking quit, like every job. I know, but like nobody what fires of, me. What type of numbers did they have? With what? I worked for I worked for ten or twelve different clients. Did any of them have bigger numbers than me? No. Okay then. But I'm so, dealing with like, <laughs> so I'm dealing what I'm with saying, motherfucker. But what do you mean you're not a YouTube guy? Like you either know how to put up a YouTube video and you know how to make the thumbnail and you know how to label it, or you fucking don't. Okay then. That's Rhett's world right now. I know. I'm so, just, you're trying to, now you're trying to get on his no, real no, estate. No, I am not. Stay in your lane, bitch. Here's the thing. Be the funny co-host and my podcast partner, Clem Cush, by the way. It is, I'm not even trying to be a dick, and I'm not even trying to be, like, I, would, I wouldn't mind getting flapping gaps, but I, you know. Now, Seth, you got to give me a little bit of a fucking credit. Did you see how I boss hogged my way to the R19 motherfuckers and said, hey, man, give my motherfucking guy a full... Did you, did you like that? Well, yes, yes. <laughs> there was a couple of things with the people that, uh, you know, run this podcast. They You requested that I get my own sign-in information on Thursday, which they did not get to you by Monday. You demanded that they get it to you, and uh, and you got I got four emails with all the info, so I'm locked in there, and, and I was able to get approval to put actual content in the description of the podcast now which is crazy and i knew both of those pissed you off and i got them done now did i not yeah you did well i mean i gotta log in because i gotta get the job done but also you know if i'm on a podcast bonus here and the podcasts are getting labeled the same thing every day i I gotta try to find a make a a way for them to stand out i know that and i'm like that's important so i got your shit done thank you no i appreciate it it's gonna be good for everybody now so Clem Cush is the largest, like it's the best performing podcast that we do. And our podcasting world's going to change tremendously. Obviously, you've downloaded this podcast and you're listening. So you're in our podcast world. So I have a select uh, amount of people that I'm talking to. And I'm specifically talking to you, that daily downloader or a the downloader of Bubba Army content within our podcast world. Seth's going to start doing and overseeing the majority of that. And he's got some ideas, including but not limited to uh, a podcast with him and two African-American dudes that are barbers that he's going to that's going to be an exclusive only to podcast. Operation Cl- Pigmentation. <clears throat> Operation Pigmentation. Couldn't get down to the studio to record today. Got to make that Christmas money. Right. Um, so, you know, let's just go ahead and say that'll start in January. Can we do that? That works. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll start that. Um, what getting, about the killer bees? Getting getting Tara and getting Tara and Anna maybe back on schedule with the flapping gaps because that did well. Um, the flapping gaps. I was going to ask you what that was because that's one of the top five most downloaded episodes. I know it's Tara and Anna, and they get here and just bullshit it. 
Was it good or you guys just talked about it a no, lot? No, it was good. It I was mean, good? Pe- okay. people like to hear Tara and Anna fucking talking. You know what our top two podcasts are? Um, yes. Caitlin Hatley, Brent. I think it was a Clem Cush with Caitlin Hatley and Brent. And the one millionth download. Am I right? Um, the one millionth download is in the top five. The first one's a Clement Cush that I think we just did with Brent. I'm not sure. And then the other one is an uncensored one that you did, I think, with just uh, Caitlin and Brent. I don't think I was working here anymore. Oh, okay. All right. But either way, Brent's at the top two. So, I mean, we got to get him more involved here. Yeah, we do. I'm I, saying he's good for the numbers. Yeah. Okay. So, would you like to do? Tell me what you'd like to do with Hat. You know, with Hatley. Well, I mean, what? Just me and Hatley? Or, I mean, does Hatley want to do a podcast? Where Hatley he, will do whatever I <clears throat> tell him to. Does he have a? Does he have a desire to have be heard? I know he's. You know, ever since he got out of radio, I, I'm just not sure what he's been doing and what makes him happy. I, you know, I got to write myself a note. Br- uh, contact Brent. Yeah. Is, is he happy? See, <laughs> I want to see what he wants. Just ask him if he's. You know, happy. Does he want? I mean, I would love to work with him. I mean, if he's do, you guys are doing shows that a ton of people are listening to. If you're going to do the Killer B show, yeah. I mean, well, the Killer Bees. Um, I think Brian and Brent would do once a week. So, if, listen, to this. so we got here's what I'm thinking, Seth, and we're kind of talking shop on air, which I think people like that though. Well, think, I think people like the inside, behind the scenes shit that we would maybe be having. Off the air. I think they like it on the air. Well, I mean, you know, this is uh, the podcast division's changing. It's one of the big reasons why you brought me in here. I know a lot of people fucking hate me, don't want to hear me on your, you know, your morning show and shit like that. No, I'm, and- a, I'm putting you more on the, I'm, I'm trying to get you more on the morning show. Oh, no. Well, I hope that doesn't come at the uh, expense of anybody else losing any mic time. Cause well, I- it probably will. <clears throat> oh, God. People are going to fucking hate me even more. Uh, I, but I can't. I, I, like, you know what? Can I tell you what fucking concerns me? Yes, sir. Is today before the meeting, you had to go, you had to go drop some medicine to calm yourself down. You're like man this is really this this show is really freaking me out and giving me anxiety and i'm like wow I, i'm having fun but it's freaking him out that's not that's not healthy no no no, Bubba. when i'm in here's this is hard to explain about oh, I'm, my, he, I'm here for you okay well talk, this is just this is how my anxiety goes and it's fucking really hard to talk about it here because i know how many people like love to fucking use it against me but i obviously have you know just crippling anxiety. One of the big reasons why I've gained so much weight is because I've taken medicine that's helped me with my anxiety, which helps me eat. I wasn't eating before because I was fucking so anxious all the time. So it's like now I'm finally eating. Now I'm overweight. So it's like how do I how do I counteract that? Now, for this job, Bubba, for what I was doing in radio the past six months over at iHeart as far as being a producer running that board – I didn't get the adrenaline rush that I get doing this, that I got doing the block party podcast for the lightning. And when you get that adrenaline, it, like that takes a lot out of me. You know, whether it's a two, three hour show, it's a lot. Like when I get done, I'm sweating. It's like, holy crap, what I just go through. And like I started feeling anxious when I got done because I need certain things when I have my anxiety. So I took a Xanax just so I'd be cool for the rest of the time I was here. So it's a Hello? Oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry. Oh no, you're good. Sorry. So that's. I was that- checking my phone because he was like, "Man, I was like, man, just keep going on, buddy." Oh jeez. I gotta check my phone. I can, I, I can almost go through my entire email. All right. Like- well, I'm fucking sorry. <clears throat> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to explain. I don't know. No, but this is what freaks me out. Like, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, it's not you, Bubba. It's just, it's me. I know, but it, it, but it. I know it's not me, but I trigger you. 
into having anxiety, and I want to trigger you into having fun. Bubba, this or was- Or does fun equal anxiety to you? Fun is anxiety. I don't I don't know what excitement is, so it goes to- It turns quickly to anxiety. Bubba, every single interview I did for the Lightning and the Block Party, no matter if it was a big name, small name, I would sweat my dick off. I would be- I would take a Xanax. Like, I would freak out the whole time. And then when you're done, it's like- it's just like, wow, what a rush. Like, that's completely over. And then you got to come down a little bit. And, like, sometimes when I'm coming down, I get anxious. So, I right. mean, again, I was coming down from the show today. You didn't see me flip out while we were on the show yesterday or today. I just was like, man, I'm getting anxious. I want to take something because I had an anxiety attack on the way home yesterday. Hold on. You did? Just because it was, you did so good yesterday. I though. know, but Bubba, it was that I was fucking sweating. I sweat but so much in my. You nailed it yesterday, I, buddy. I know. But so I, even when you nail shit, it fucks you up. I'd be like, I'd be driving home yesterday playing some motherfucking Metallica or some really cool. You fuck yeah, bitch. I was funny as hell. Bubba just texted me and said I was funny as hell. Fuck yeah, bitches. I'm back. Fuck everybody else. Well, that's how I feel. And I feel, listen, I feel good about everything, but there have been bouts lately, Bubba. And, I, you know, I will eventually, you know, talk about everything that's going on in my life. But right now, there's there's heightened anxiety. There's certain things going on. I'm dealing with this fucking psoriasis that's fucking hurting me every single day that I'm trying to figure out how I can get taken care of, you know, ever since I fucking ditched my, uh, my dermatologist. So, and there's other things that are happening that are just causing causing a lot of stress. So it's, like the last time you were with the show, remember when you had that butt procedure and it caused a problem too. So does medical procedures cause is I got to think that that's kind of a, an issue with you. That that gives you anxiety. Well, I mean, God, Bubba, the last time it was internal hemorrhoids. Right now it's psoriasis that's in my crevices and you know under my balls, my bizalls. So I mean, it's you're dealing with you're dealing with conditions that are in your very most sensitive of areas. So that's, yeah. that's yes, that's why it's so disturbing I'm bringing to me. Dan in to see if we can get you some silvadine. And you start slathering that along your little fish scales down by your cock, and maybe that'll help you know help you get better because silvadine fixes everything. I'll take whatever. I'll take whatever you got. Yeah. I just want. I don't it's want. It's gonna be tough to you know, ask him for that prescription when I tell him that he's not doing Fridays anymore well, in, lieu, in lieu of you. Okay. Well, that's why. That's there's two <clears> issues there. One of them is is that I don't want Doctor Dan to think I'm just using him for his prescriptions. And oh, I, we I'll, all do. Okay. Well. I don't <laughs> <say>. <laughs> But I also cannot have, I can't have Dan taken off any days because of me. Well, I know, but, but I think that- It's too it, jarring to the audience. We're just too different. We're a couple of great guys, but we're just too different. Okay. I, I am, I'm, 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 in fact, one of the things that I have to do today, I got so many things to do today, but one of the things I got to do today is I got to come, I'm, I'm revamping the schedule for 2024 and you're part of that revamp. Okay. But, you know. I need to know my schedule gets changes every day. I have to ask you every day, like, what, come, what am I, time I coming to work today, Sponge? Well, you said you're a day by day guy. All right. That's true. Well, you know, just lay me out something at the beginning of the week. You all know? right. Well, okay. listen, all of this week, you know, you, you, you're, a, you're, a, you're an 11 to one, yeah. to one, except on Thursday, then we'll do another Clem Cush. Okay. All right, perfect. Okay, bud. Yeah, I'm. And, I, I'm and then on that. Friday we're a hard out one. I mean, like literally, you, the gate should be opening up, and you driving your Chevy fucking Equinox or whatever the hell you got. But you know that I got a Ford Fusion from uh, what's what was his name? Rob Elder. No, uh, Tucci. Tucci Troyer. Vern's dad. <laughs> yeah, but that was from uh, Elder Ford. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got your Ford uh, Focus Fusion. Fusion. 
and that you know you should that that Ford Fusion should be you know crossing the gate threshold at like you know one o two tomorrow. No problem. Like boom, out of here. Thursday, you mean? <clears throat> no, Friday we're getting out of here early because we have a, a okay. quick, We have a quick quick turnaround. All right, remember? Yeah, I just don't know what day it is today, Sponge. But today today is Tuesday. Okay. I don't know what day it is when people are listening to this, but this is being recorded on Tuesday, uh, December 19th. Now, I don't know when you guys are going to hear it, but it was recorded on Tuesday the 19th. Oh, they know, Bubba. It's in the fucking title. Okay, motherfucker. <laughs> the date's on this podcast nine times. So, so uh, you do you want to be on the morning show mo- more or not? Uh, you know what? I think fundamentally I have left you i should have probably asked you about if you could lay it out perfectly what would you do oh man would you be an everyday uh, morning no. show guy no i wouldn't do every day and i'll tell you i it has to do with the audience i don't think the audience i don't i know that there are people that that like me and i know that we're really good on the air together i just don't i think kind of what i see your show as now bubba is like what Stephen a smith has with first take where a couple days a week he'll have on shannon sharp that will have mad dog in you know that'll have somebody else you know jason williams when they're going to strictly talk about basketball like he mixes it up every day and it works and sometimes you know shannon sharp's on two or three times a week mad dog's on once but either sean i think is on there sometimes isn't he no he's on the one with uh skip bayless well, now skip bayless. Yeah, okay, but, yeah but Stephen a has been number one for like 10, 12 years by, you know, having a rotating cast. And a lot of that was brought by Skip Bayless. So I'm okay with doing, I know you had me scheduled for one show a week. I mean, I'm cool with doing two. I'm cool with doing three, but I want there to be able to be those days where people can, you know, get other perspectives from the people on the show that maybe they relate to more. Right. Or like better. Or like better. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know. Which I don't know why they don't like you. You're very funny. You're just, I think they don't like you because you're so fucking wishy-washy, snowflake, woke, you know. What the fuck is woke? What am I, what's woke, man? I don't know. You're woke. You're kind of woke. What? How? I mean, I don't know. Because I don't hate people? No, just because like. Like when the you were like like when COVID was here, you were extra woke on that. Okay, bitch, you got that three times and almost died. So I mean, (laughs) no, I I did not. They almost they said Bubba was on his deathbed. Oh, who said Phoebe did when I was? uh, That's when you didn't work here and the haters wanted me to die. No, no, she was updating the you know Hunter Law social media and it was like Bubba's dying. You Uh, know, and then Doctor Dan had to give you mouth to mouth to bring you back to life. No, he did not. Shut the fuck up. You're so stupid. You went to the hospital, didn't you? No. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Motherfucker, don't. Lie, you called it the big boogeyman for years, and COVID got you. Got your ass. Anyway, we did open up today's podcast privately, and Seth goes, Let's just go 30, Spongeo. And I go, You're trying to screw the people. And, it, and, and if he wanted to screw you, fine people, and just give you 30 minutes. No, we gave them an hour two last time, so I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, we didn't overdo it. Okay. Make sure I don't overdo it. So what is th- this? You sent this story to me today, and this which, is- by the way, send me. I like you, Anna gives me prep, but I like start get. I'd like to start getting some from you too. You got it. Okay. You know, just two, three, four things, whatever. I, I've turned it. I used to like to send a lot of stuff, Bubba, but I'm turned into like a quality over quantity. Yeah. So if I can send you two clips that you're going to use, two, I'm three, cool with that. Yeah. yeah. And I've used both of them. And so this, this is great. Is a former NFL guy. Right? Will Compton. Will Compton. Who did he play for? He played for Washington. I believe he played for Pittsburgh. And now he does a podcast for Barstool, Bussin' with the Boys. And it's a it's a big fucking podcast, is it not? It, uh, yes, it's it a, is. It's a big one. 
And so he has an idea. Now, again, this guy's a white guy, and he played in the league, and, and, he's, and he's got a, a podcast that's on Barstool, which, you know, at the end of the day, all of that's big. Well, like, that's all big shit. He's a, he's, you know, he's got legitimate standing to be able to have this topic, and that is he's, he's coming up with an all-star NFL lineup of current NFL players, white versus black. Well, and it's his white team versus black team. Okay, and it stems from a tweet from. Do you remember Rashad Mendenhall at all, the running back for the Steelers? It's okay if you don't. No. Okay, he posted this tweet yesterday. I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. And so Will Compton. So hold on. This was a this whole shitstorm was initiated by an African American man that was a former Pittsburgh Steelers uh, running back. Yes, that wanted to see a, a white team versus a black team instead of the Pro Bowl at the Pro Bowl, which is a better idea. Anything's a better which, idea which than I the Pro think, Bowl. Well, hold on. I'm all for. And I would, I would, I normally would not find myself watching the Pro Bowl. But if it was an all black team versus an all white team, I wouldn't miss it. Just for to see how it's going to work out. <laughs> I think they, right? they, from what I've heard, too, and I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, why does this have to be so divisive? What, why not? What, what Will Compton said is they talk about this stuff in the locker room all the time, and all the guys get a good laugh out of it. Right. Here we go. All right. Willie C. here chiming in about the all-white versus all-black bowl proposed by Richard Mendenhall, I believe, very seriously. But now the Internet's taking it by storm. And, and again, this was proposed by an African-American guy. Yes. Now yeah. people, now the Internet's you know running with it. And this guy, former player in the league who's white and has his own <laughs> podcast on Barstool Sports, says, hey, let me get on in some of this action. Bubba, his team is, his team is great. And his reasons, if there's a player that is mixed and they and they say the n-word or not that's how he decides that, what exactly, team they go which, on. Is, which i think is perfect it is and having fun with it which is what we will do now as well the parameters of this all white all black bowl two weeks to prepare i think that plays in our favor but two weeks to prepare and now also what happens with the halvesies out there i think if you say the word then you're on the other side but if you know you're cleaned up and you don't say the word and you don't like to say the word then you should be able to play with us but you're probably just gonna have to go to the other side of well so the <laughs> Let's go on the other side now. So halfies, halfies are are based on whether they use the N word or not. And if they use the N word, they can go on one the black side. And if they don't use the N word, then they have the choice to go to either. Which That's is crazy said. because I believe like Patrick Mahomes. I he's think, a halfie. I think Dak Prescott. Halfie. Um, I'm trying to think Jordan this, Love. Jordan Love. Halfie. Yeah, Justin Fields. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. So yeah, yeah you, I think that is a great parameter. If you're comfortable using the N word. You can get on the black team. If you are not comfortable using it, then you're white. You're, you're white. Yeah. yeah, here we go. On offense, I love the outfit we got. I love the roster we got in-house that Richard clearly did not think about. Quarterback, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. I think with two weeks to prepare, you allow practice tape to kind of dictate, hey, who are we going with? you got to win your job. you got to earn your stripes. And, and I mean, again, pretty damn good. Probably go, go, I'd go with a healthy Joe Burrow. Yes, for sure. Running back. Christian McCaffrey, none of I mean, yeah, there's not even a close second, is there? Well, he's at – it gets a little bleak when he gets to the secondary. All right, here we go. Great white hope himself. He's the he's like the MVP of the NFL. Blocking for him at fullback. You got your, cho- your choice out of 
Kyle Juszczyk or Patrick Ricard. You want a thicker guy in there for short yardage? Then you got Kyle in there. I didn't even know that. I thought they used slot more than they used fullback. There's like two fullbacks left in the league. Get a little bit dynamic on offense. Now, when you look at tight end. We got all. You got Travis Kelsey. Well, he said, "Listen, yeah. Bubba. He goes, we got them all. We got, we do. Listen. We got. We, he's, you know what? He's right. Hold on, hold on. Tight ends, boys. We got them all. We got Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, T.J. Hawkinson. Pick your poison on which personnel you want. But we got the boys in the house. I mean, Sam Laporta, Jake Ferguson. We got all the tight ends. <laughs> and, 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 and he's right. And he's and he's right. He is. The offensive line, pretty balanced. However, I love the offensive line. You got to build through a center, a brainiac up top. We got Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, or Ryan Kelly." Then on each side of him, you got Chris Lindstrom or Zach Martin. And then on the other side, you got Quentin Nelson. Then at left tackle, I like Colt Miller. Right tackle, you like Lane Johnson. Now let's go to receiver, Cooper Cup. That's a no-brainer. The number one receiver is Cooper Cup, the uh, former Triple Crown winner last year. And then you flip uh, to the number two spot. I like Adam Thielen. Now number we're three, thin. where it gets we're this is the conversation. There. This, this is where we start. This is where the wheels start coming it, it, off. It, yeah, a little thinner <laughs> wide receiver. And yeah. Now here we go. And then defensive back. Oh. I think we should get Puka Nakua. Yeah, is he an Islander? Yes. But also, I don't think he really says the word, so I think he should be able to play with us. But again, I digress. We might have to use Travis Kelsey for the third wide receiver spot. Now, which which wouldn't be which wouldn't be a, a bad thing. I no. Mean, he's, he could be 3WR. Well, we'd have to – I mean, I would put him above Adam Thielen. We would have to line up Kittle, Kelsey, uh, I mean, all of those guys. We would have to line them up as, like, wide receiver ones. Right. Moving over to the defense where all the question marks are, right? Like, how, Oh, yeah, bad. How are we going to stop the explosive nightmare of the all-black offense? <laughs> I got your answer right here. Right, he's, he's got it. He's got it. People clip four that. Underneath the four deep. We got to drop eight every time because we have to play zone ball against these boys. We don't have the speed to keep up with him. We got to know that. We got to have awareness. That's where we got. Guy, you know what? Honest to God, this guy should be a coach. He's very good. I was a, he, I, a he, Bubba. I mean, to sit down and watch a four minute video. I don't do, but I was no. locked in. Yeah, this guy. He keeps it moving unbelievably quick, and and he's very knowledgeable. I'd be hiring this guy. I, you know what? I just if I'm Dion or something like that, I hire this guy for he he he's really got it. I'm he, trying to get this guy on the show, Bubba. Can you please? Yeah, yeah. We have low MAs. We got to play team defense out there. Rush our best three. You look at our best three, our pass rushers. We got a little rotation. T.J. Watt, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Send in the best three. Go hunt, boys. After we play sound run defense on first, probably second down as well. This guy could be a fucking coordinator on either side of the ball. Could well, he not? I mean, it's as far as putting together an all-white team, yes, Bubba, he's he's shown his stripes. But, but I, mean, I know, but I mean, it's just, just <laughs> philosophy on how what we're doing and strategically how we're doing it and stuff like that. He, I mean, move in the, can I tell linebacker. you? He made he made something fun that a lot of people could have just made incredibly dark and racist and everything right. like that. And he had fun and he tweeted a bunch of NFL players yesterday. And Tyree Kill was laughing about who was gonna you know cover him. So right. I, that's what you like about this, right? Is that that this was taken not mean spirited by the players, but as kind of fun as a rib. Yeah, yeah. backer, heady, effort, intangibles. The Italian Stallion himself, Olive Oil, Matt Milano. You got Logan Wilson, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton. A lot of good cats to choose from. We're going to have to play We're gonna have to play ball, boys. Linebacker put your cleats sucks. on, put your track cleats on, because we're going to have to run. We're going to have to hit. We're going to have to direct. All right, you go into the back end. Christian McCaffrey is going to have to come around. He's going to have to play both ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta play in one safety spot. Yeah. The other safety spot manned up by Harrison Smith. But we are going to have to use Christian McCaffrey <laughs> on, uh, on both sides. He had a great tackle on the interception last week against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, again, just don't get beat deep. Play good run support, but don't get beat deep. Let the four underneath help you. Let the four underneath help you. They're spot dropping their zone read. React, we got to play zone against these boys. Now, you look at the cornerback position. The big question mark. Parts are obsolete on the all-white side with the cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> Our parts are obsolete. Basically, we don't have anybody. Shit. I mean, we're fucked. We're against, uh, against the, the the Hill kid. You know, against, uh, Justin uh, Jefferson. The kid, the guy from Minnesota, like you said, Jeff, like, we're fucked. I mean, like, I A.J. Mean, Brown. I mean, yeah. just, it's all. Oh, yeah. We might just have to. Use the cat that got drafted out of Iowa that was a corner. <laughs> We're using a rookie. And then I think Iowa's got another white corner that just. I think we can go to Iowa and maybe get one. College, but we might just have to call him up to the big leagues. We do not have cornerbacks, but there might be a guy sitting on the couch right now just waiting on his opportunity. There might be a cat on practice squad ready. Ready to get nasty out there. It'd be like, hey, hey Seth, there's we're, no so white. we're so fucked on corners that we're hoping that there might be a guy on a practice squad somewhere. Bubba, I'm telling you, and I did not know this. It was actual. It popped up yesterday that Jason Seahorn is the last white quarterback to play in the NFL. You're kidding me. I, I mean, you would have think the Giants. Just, I mean, he was famous back today for being white and being pretty good. But I mean, he, I mean, I thought maybe wow. one or two guys would have taken a snap by then. No. <laughs> It'd be like a, a a black kid going to Harvard. You might think he doesn't belong, and then boom, he's the smartest guy in the school. <laughs> what the fuck? That might be the same with the white guys in the corners right now. Um, team keys. Now that we got that all figured out with defense, four underneath, four deep, playing a lot of zone. Run the ball, control the clock. We got to win time of possession here. And then we got to sneak a turnover or two. We got to allow MAs to play a factor here. We got to keep our MAs low. We got to wait for them to make a mistake. And we got to capitalize when we have the opportunity. Tips and overthrows, tips and overthrows, tips and overthrows. Um, and I also, I, I, I like our staff. I think we win it. The staff element too, because the NFL, they just started a hiring, uh, the all. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, it's just, oh, hiring. Oh, it just stop. It stopped. Oh, it's fine. It's probably, we got, yeah. we got the juicy part. Wow. There you go. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. I think I, I very. Very. Have you seen the Pro Bowl and how they're doing it now? They're, they got a flag football game, and then they got like a fucking agility deal. I tell you what, Bubba, nobody can figure out their all-star weekend. It's football can't figure out. Hockey can't. Ho- hockey changes it every year. Baseball is still, you know, home run derby. Baseball, base, I would say baseball probably has the healthiest all-star um, tradition uh, uh, um, is going strong. A yeah. for- format. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I would like to see uh, you know some games where maybe it's like some of the like some of the older veterans that just stopped playing, like Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera, versus some of the younger guys instead of like a three-hour home run derby. And then, obviously, to me, basketball is the best because you between the three-point contest and the dunk contest. I mean, those those are my favorite out of any All Star Weekend events. Yeah, and and, and I got to think that the new kid from the Spurs is kind of sh- maybe. Listen, I find myself paying more attention to the NBA than I used to prior to this guy. I I look at the box score every night and see how he does. Yep. Um. I think he's bringing some need, much needed excitement to to the NBA. I re- I got um. So I, I know people are uh, somebody called me a front runner because I said I wasn't following the Lightning as closely as I used to, and a lot of that is because the fact that I don't work for them anymore, which is totally fine. But when I was working for the Lightning, I would come home late. I would just turn on TNT, and I was like, I'd watch these West Coast basketball games, and it got 
me into basketball. So I'm into Victor Webinyama. I'm into Chet Holmgren, John Morant. I'm in a guy from um, the Greek Freak from Milwaukee. Oh, Giannis. Oh, yeah. And then they got who they got. They got um, Damian Lillard. Yeah, the kid from Portland. Yep. I saw him play live one time against the Pacers. I swear to God, it's when the Pacers had that guy that got shipped to Oklahoma. Who was the guy? Uh, Paul George. Yeah, yeah. So it was Paul. It was so Tyler and I. We're at a race convention, and I call Larry. It's when Larry Bird still worked for the Pacers. I get a hold of Bird. He gets me two seats. We got great seats, and this this Lillard guy. He's he's supposed to be all that, and he and he and and it literally showed me that these guys they really kind of fuck around for a lot of the game and not play that hard, and then when they're ready to go, so it's like ninety to ninety two. Pacers are up. We're in the fourth quarter, and there's about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, this and this this was what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Paul George? No, no, Damian not, Lillard. Yeah, now Paul George been lighting up all night. He'd been playing. Damian Lillard looked like he was just like I remember turning to Tyler and be like, "Man, that guy for Portland's supposed to be all that, and he hadn't done shit." And he was like maybe four for six from the field and probably like three for seven on three-point line. You know, he might have had 12, 14 points, you know. And and then all of a sudden that motherfucker took control and scored like the next 14 points in a row, even with Paul George fucking guarding him. And I'd never seen a guy turn it on like that. And and when he went to Milwaukee – I thought for sure is Milwaukee the team to beat now? Uh, or not, uh, no, not in the East. I think the um, right now the Celtics, Seventy really? Sixer. Well, I mean, every year it's kind of the same, you know, kind of teams that are in the mix. Like Boston is going to be there every single year, and Boston was able to pick up Drew Holiday, you know, because once the Bucks got Damian Lillard, they had to you know trade Drew Holiday in the deal. So what was this in season tournament they had? I didn't quite understand that. Yeah, was I, that was that is that some gimmick? Yeah, they did a they did a gimmick this year where it was an in season tournament with everybody, and pretty much what it was doing it was it was trying to make a lot of the early season regular season games kind of have some more importance to them. So they launched this whole thing. The Lakers. What does the winner of I know it ended up being the Pacers kind of came out of nowhere out of the East and played the Lakers, and they got their ass kicked by the Lakers. So the Lakers won the in season tournament. But what does that get you? Five hundred thousand dollars a piece. Per guy, and, yes, and they ra- and this is a lot. Of, this is what people have an issue with, Bubba. The Lakers raised the fucking banner for it, and there's a video of Kobe Bryant six years ago saying, "You don't raise any banner unless it's a championship banner." So, so they they raised uh, in season Willie, yeah, they, on the uh, deal, yeah, first ever inaugural season in season champion, you know, winners. They got and, that hanging and up. And each player got five hundred thousand. Each guy got five hundred. Yeah, but how about a guy like LeBron James for five hundred thousand? Like an in, like. <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he, that's. I mean, but LeBron mentioned guys on his team that he wanted to win it for, which were some of the lesser known guys. Which right. I don't know. Look, I'm sure they're all. I'm sure the NBA minimum is probably you know close to a million dollars. No, I think it is. I think it's like a million one. Yeah, I mean, these guys aren't like, de- like Johnny twelfth twelfth guy. Yeah, but I'm imagining you know they're out there in California. I mean, they're probably they got money, but I LeBron. Ex- Expressed that he wanted to win this first teammate, so right. Um, so they're looking. But, but at, you make a you make a half million in Indiana, you man, you're fucking rolling. Well, right? the, here's the thing about the tournament, Bubba, that worked out is that Tyrese Halliburton was on the main stage against LeBron James, and the NBA is run by superstars. And when you're able to create another superstar, especially with LeBron James, you know, on his way out, is, the, next that, is, the, Hall- years, is the Halliburton kid from 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 uh, Indiana good? Yes, very, very good. Really, very, very good. Rookie. Very, 
No, he's been in the league about four years. Okay. He got drafted by Sacramento, and he got traded there at, for the Sabotis guy a couple of years ago, and, and he's been doing really, really well. So, yeah, the Pacers came out of absolutely nowhere, but the NBA got some decent ratings out of it. They got um, they got uh, more importance was kind of focused on some of the regular season games, and you have another superstar in the making. And that's what's great about the NBA is the superstars and where they're going to play. You got play. the kid from the Spurs. You got the guy from Indiana. Because we're tired of of the, the who's the dude from the gold from Golden State that Mike got thrown out of the oh, league. Oh, Draymond Green. We're tired of that motherfucker. Oh God. And we're tired of of these old motherfuckers. Well, I mean, I mean, I, right? I, I and, wanna... and LeBron and LeBron's at the top of that. I'm tired of LeBron. Are you? Yeah. I never. I feel like it's. I need to respect LeBron in his twilight years, and I appreciate that LeBron. You know, his son, after what, you know, his son went through as far as having the cardiac event, and then he went to go watch his son, Bronny, play. Because he was fully vaxxed. Is that what the fuck it was? Come on, Bubba. Everybody I know that's fallen over is fucking vaxxed. I'm just telling you that right now, including my stepfather. Everybody that I've known that's had a cardiac moment was fully vaxxed. All right. Well, I'm just saying, in talking about LeBron, that really freaked you out. Well, I just, you know, put a hard stop to the fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but vax, <laughs> vaxes are cool too. I just think I'm into LeBron right now because the way that LeBron is putting the team on his back, and he finally has decent players. He's not getting guys shipped out like he did the last couple of years with Russell Westbrook and everybody else. And the Lakers have a good fucking team. About man. time they'd suck for how long? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the league, but like LeBron can fucking put a team on his back when he wants spur- to. I mean, are the uh, are are is Golden State still good? Oh boy, no, no, no. I mean, remember that dynasty they had? Well, they were in the still, Steve Kerr, former Bull, still coaching. They're still kind of in the middle of it, except Draymond Green's out. Clay Thompson isn't playing like he used to be, and Steph Curry's having to carry this team fucking night in and night out, and it's, it's wearing on him. Yeah, poor guy's throwing up fifty shots a night. I mean, he really is at some point. I mean, like Steve Kerr said that they've been re- they've been relying on Steph Curry too much, so. Yeah, we'll figure it. Well, uh, you know, fuck Golden State. They'll figure it out. I'm worried about my uh, my Memphis Grizzlies right now. Is that your team? Yeah, yeah. Well, I never knew you were a Mi- of all fucking teams. Why are you a Memphis Grizzlies team? Well, I'm off the Bulls. for sure you'd be a Bulls guy. Well, I'm off the you Bulls. You jumped off the Bulls? Uh, Bubba, as a kid, I saw the best the Bulls were ever going to be. And right. I also saw the best basketball was ever going to be. That's true. So I got off the Bulls, and I was a Magic fan, you know, back in the day. when Magic I Magic went- aren't doing too bad this year. No, no, they're coming up finally. They got a lot of guys. And then I stopped, I stopped paying attention to basketball. I started watching this guy named John Morant a few years ago, and he played for uh, Memphis. He, had, I started watching the next night. He had 50 points. I was like, this is my dude. I follow them, and yeah, they're a great team, and he's coming back off a 25-game suspension tonight for showing a gun off on Instagram Live. That's pretty pimp. I know. Plus, it was a fake gun. It was just a lighter, and they still got suspended. He did? Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. Man. Adam Silver doesn't fuck around. I think, it's, I think we put more. I mean, God dang, how much did we give them? Almost an hour? Almost. Oh, shit. That's too much. I'm going to have to split this into two. Clem, Clem Cush is officially over. Download it. More importantly, share it with your friends. Say, man, there's this good ass podcast with Bubba the Love Sponge and Seth Kushner. He's a fuck boy. <laughs> and uh, it's called Clem Cush. And, and we're going to try to crank out one, maybe two of these a week and you're gonna only get it 
right here, nowhere else. Not our Facebook, not our YouTube, not terrestrially, just right here on the podcast. And then Seth's going to start doing the one with two African-American barbers called Pigmentation Expigmentation. Operation Pigmentation coming soon. Flapping gaps are coming back. Bunch of good shit. Be a daily downloader. We appreciate y'all. I'm just a sexy boy. Not your boy toy. It's your heart.